Ladies and gentlemen, it's 1967, or is it 1901? Who knows? Let's find out as we dive into the Flux, episode four of Doctor Who, in this podcast series of Who's Raven On, the Raven On Doctor Who subsection recap podcasty thingy. You know by now, if you've been listening, if it's your first time here, well, you'll enjoy it. I'm Natalie Bohensky, and we're here to recap uh, Doctor Who and talk about all things Doctor Who. And with me to do that, of course, as always, is a man who would like nothing more than to watch an elderly couple get turned into stone and ash by a weeping <laughs> angel in front of a church. It's Stuart Late. <laughs> Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. Yes, it's it's my secret pleasure. I was going to make a boomer's joke, but I, I think actually technically they're greatest generation, so maybe that's inappropriate. <laughs> that they would be. I think the the kid who was kidnapped in this episode is a boomer. Yeah, she's a boomer. Yeah, She's a boomer. <laughs> she behaves you. so much like a boomer. Hate to leap in there. <laughs> she really does. <laughs> she's it's such so a boomer funny. kid. She's yeah. real creepy. But anyway, we'll get to that. But who is that third voice? that appeared out of nowhere. Ooh, it's wibbly-wobbly timey-wimey. Please welcome our special guest for this episode from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast. It's a man who is just waiting for a TARDIS to turn up in a field outside his small English village. It's Greg Wah! Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Very excited to be here. I have opinions ah I'm i sure see. you do well that's that's good to know how have you been enjoying this series of the flooks as i like to call it it's fine it's it's fine <laughs> it's greg summing up the feelings of fandom with a very bemused <laughs> it's fine it's fine it, it, look there's a lot of balls in the air and i don't think they're going to stick the landing at all i really think that I have fears, but we'll get onto my fears later in, mm. in, in this in this okay. interview. I'll and, make a note of that fears. And fears, fear, hopes and dreams and fears. But look, it's, no, it's been there's been some fun things in it. Uh, there's been some kind of boring things in it, and there's definitely a through line. I definitely agree with both of you that sometimes you can see that these are other episodes that have had the flooks rammed into them sideways. Absolutely. And nowhere has that been oh. more evident than this episode. Oh, yes, oh, really? yes. Oh, yes, very much so. Village of the oh, Angels okay. is very, I felt very, um, yeah, anyway, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So look, uh, look, it, it hasn't put me off watching. I've, I like last couple of seasons, I've just like, oh, this, this bloody show. But I must admit, <laughs> I must admit, I'm sort of going, Come on, RTD. Let's just let's get go. Let's get go. I'm ready. I'm ready for the new stuff now. I'm I'm done with what they've been doing. Well, and too I want... bad, Greg, because you're going to get three <laughs> more specials next year, and you're not that's, getting any new ones until 2023. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. There is that. Look, compared to every other Doctor Who, these are middling. These are middling yes. Doctor. Even the best Chibnalls in the Flooks are middling episodes. But compared to Chibnall episodes, they're good. Some some are good. So <laughs> so there you go. That's my rating system. Sure. <laughs> well, with that in mind, Greg, as our special guest, would you like to try to explain the oh, basic God. plot of this episode? Jesus. Um, <laughs> sure. Oh, thank you. If I don't know that. So uh, let's see. So a little girl, it's, it's 1967 and a little girl has gone missing and total bastards are out looking for her. They really <laughs> don't like her. And but decided to go look for everyone's exasperated with this little girl and how she gets lost. Other stuff happened. Uh, it turned out it was Weeping Angels. It turned out to be a trap for the Doctor. Something about the division. Oh yeah, I forgot quantum, about that in my minute challenge. Quantumness <laughs> was mentioned a lot. Yes. Um, 
and and yeah, everyone got thrown back in time at different points. So they all got all met up again at different points. Look, I'm sorry, I'm being very vague, but it's yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, in some it, defense, the the plotting is very vague. Yes, and and the person who seemed very important, Claire, isn't super important. Actually, it turns out she's yes. That's, the whole, that's not really a thing. That was a bit of a bit of a red herring mystery box, which was with no box. It was I just think a she ribbon. was still important. She's she's not the doctor, yeah. and she's not a companion. She's just some psychic lady who yeah. Look, that's the story. There you go. Um, <laughs> she's just some psychic lady that that was Unquote. disappointing i i thought what they event what they ended up mm. doing with her in this episode was really interesting but mm. the thing that we were teased was that this was another like fun cool out of order story you know we yeah. were seeing her at a different point and we were meeting her out of order and it turns out no she's just uh psychic and had a premonition yeah and it wouldn't have made any her language when you look back when you first met claire mm. she was like oh look at your faces oh you're not you know she didn't go i saw you in my dreams yeah like it's she didn't say the right word Words. She made it yeah. sound like she met them in time. Exactly, and, because so that's like, how it was being written. Yes. And so you just go, uh, no, I don't like that. I don't like having the rug pulled out from under and basically being lied to by the writers. Mm. I, I'm not, I don't really appreciate that. So... Are you going to write, a, write an official tweet of complaint? I no, say so. No. When I tune in to Doctor <laughs> Who, one thing I will say is I don't know why. I, I mean, they've done episodes, or have they? set sort of back in time before, but there was something about this episode being set in 1967 where I was like, well, hang on a second. That's four years after Doctor Who began. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yeah. is... Claire could have theoretically been watching, uh, you know, John Pertwee or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or at least, or at least Troughton. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's like, is, is Doctor Who on in that universe? Like, <laughs> and how weird Inspector is it? Inspector to- Space Time. But how weird yeah, is it to right. think? How weird is it to think that you know, in 1967, there was Doctor Who on going? Oh my God, what's the future like in 1982? Or um, oh my mm. God, the past is you know, and now we've the far you know, future of 1999. Basically, I said I looked into the vortex in this episode, and time saw me back. Uh, <laughs> time looked at me back and went, think about 1967, and thus a paradox was created. And I'm actually now speaking to you from a swinging 60s club because I went back in time and there's no COVID here, guys. It's great. <laughs> so, well, I think, Greg, you did a good job with that plot as, as far look, as one As can... well as I could, thanks yeah. to Chibnall. Well, that's all I'm going to say about that. It's like, <laughs> you can't polish the turd too much. It's a bit hard, so... <laughs> Do we start our minute <laughs> challenge? Do you want me to start, Stu? Because you went first last week, but I can't remember. I'm happy for you to start. Yes, no, 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 you go, you go. Let, let's, um, let, let's kick it off. This is a bit random, and this is a bit out of order. But the first sure. thing I wrote down is, who doesn't start their Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi message with their coordinates? I know! That was my... <laughs> of all the things that annoyed me in this, in this yeah. episode, that was possibly my most annoying. I'm just like, you know... That it, you say <laughs> at the start that it is a difficult thing to record and you can only do it once. So it doesn't record for a long time and you've only got one shot. So the first thing you say <laughs> is the coordinates of the place you are going to. You don't faff about yeah. with, oh, God. This is it. not a time for whimsy. Exactly. Okay. And I can't even I can't even blame Bell, like the character, for that because that is all plot contrivance. That is yeah. just shit writing. I have writ large. Oh, I have I have feelings about that. I mean, A, I agree with you, but I, I think I don't <laughs> let's get this is my this is built into my fears sections that maybe should come up later. But I, right. I, I have in story you, thoughts about why that was written that way. 
Oh, um, okay. I, I, yes, I have a theory about that, which I a hypothesis that, okay, that I want well, to bring up. D- does that have something to do with the overarching, like, yes. terrifying theory of yes. who Belle and Vinder actually yes. are and who that baby might be? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's just say oh. it. Belle acted like the doctor because Belle is the doctor's mum. Yeah, and that's exactly. That's, and so she acted, yeah. she's all whimsical. At the end, she was like, oh, I found out people are, I can't do that the accent. I, these people are in danger. I'm going to go off. We, because I'm just like the doctor. <laughs> I'm, I'm the doctor's mum, doctor's mum. I got some mom. very doctory vibes Doctor's mum, yeah. I'm the doctor's mum. Gee, that's mom. a bit of recycling doctor's Amy and Rory and Rory's uh, songs. Yeah, it really is. It really is, in hindsight. Here are my fears. I'm, we're at the fears. I'm ready to go. It just means the doctor's another character whose destiny was set for them. Like like yes. Harry Potter, like Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. She has no control over everything. She was destined to be the doctor. Mm-hmm. Her parents were born in the... She was conceived in the flux, and therefore she's a time traveler with regeneration powers. And she passed. Everything is not set for her. She's not a madman with a box who ran yeah. away and stole a TARDIS and ran away and st- stopping by, dropping in, helping out. No, no, she's she's a a, a fixed moment in time that has to was built that way because her mum was like that, and it's garbage. Yeah. And it, also, just, if it's true, if it's true, if Belle is her mum. That will be stupid. It's just like finding out that, like, let's all now meet her dog. Let's meet her best friends. Let's all, like, you know, like, and I, what I would like, I'd like an episode where the people who raise the doctor actually go, no, we're your bloody parents. Thank you very much. We spent <laughs> yes. years raising you and we loved you. We sent you to the goddamn academy, you useless twat. And we basically, bloody hell. And and because just because anyway, the person who conceives you is not necessarily your mother. Just going to point this out. <clears throat> I have opinions. <laughs> and Greg is surprisingly not adopted. Uh, no, so. I'm not. No, that, that's, we'll, we'll explain why the doctor's so insane because you know, adopted people are in- notoriously crazy. <laughs> they know it. That's fine. We love uh, them. You know what? It's not going to be me getting us cancelled this week, Stu. That's great. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Greg's coming in hot with the hot takes. That's right. Well, yeah, look, adopted people are crazy. That's why the doctor wants to be ginger, just to really double down on the insane sure. sort of thing. <laughs> and, but yeah, it's I, I an adopted I'm, I, left-handed ginger. Oh, it's madness. I, I won't go on the whole time because I will rant until I die. But if Belle turns out to be the doctor's mum, I, I just Well, we know. I, I think we established can't. in last I just week's can't. in last week's episode, I'm pretty sure at least one of my points was how can she be pregnant when Vinda was off in his exile. No, because they bubble. keep making that comment. That guy went, oh, time's all cronky. And they, they use the word cronky, which I kind of liked. But Cronky's it's not a, a word, though. No, I know. It's very cr- it's a very cromulent word. Thank you very much. Oh. But it's, it's Chonky is a word. But, I have chonky cats. So, so you've got flux. That's a whole, she's been born in the time of broken or conceived in the time of broken time. It sure. makes sense for the story. I get it. So everyone, like Time's all messed up and therefore, sure, magic powers for your womb. But I just... <laughs> I just don't think it needed to be said. Also, because um, what's the name? Uh, Azure. Azure went. I'll take you to a galaxy that's safe. And I went. Oh, maybe that's just because this is the place the Doctor came from originally. Because they did say the Doctor came from somewhere else, and then they found her as a baby. Sure. And- and oh. so I was like, this is not the part of the universe. This is another universe. They say galaxy, but Chibnall doesn't know a galaxy from a light year. So it doesn't, no. it, it doesn't mean jack crap when he says, well, because he goes a bajillion, bajillion light years away. And I'm like crapping my pants in anger. Going, Just read a book, Chibnall. Just read one book. 
Because as I said in that in that episode, yeah. it's not like Doctor Who fans are the sort of people to get pedantic about this and sort I just, of thing. And, and I, I don't mind that this is a magical space alien that changes her face and has a magic box and a magic screwdriver. It's all magic. I get it. But when sure. you rely on actual science, rely on science. Mm. And I, don't, I don't even mind when someone goes quantum to equal magic because people do it all the time. Sure. I get it. These are shorthand. I, I don't know how to explain this science. I'll just say it's quantum, whatever. It's We're quantum extracting. It means magic. I get, get it. But when you literally say it's this far away, just go at the edge of the universe, 10 galaxies over, second yeah. star on the right, straight on till morning. Sure. It's fine. Just don't go, it's a majillion light years away. Pick a number out of your bum and, yeah. and just get it completely wrong in a way that you can look up a textbook and check. <laughs> just, just, just put some effort into it. <laughs> God, God I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I, can I just say, like, like, since we're since we're into it now, like, I mean, <laughs> the, the Bell, the Bell and Vinda stuff. Uh, I desperately do not want it to be that they they are the Doctor's parents. Mm. It's so obvious that that's the way they're going. But if mm. they if they don't, if for whatever reason it turns out that that's not where they're going, mm. then why the hell are they in this? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it's it's one of those things where we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. Because like, if if it is that case then he's stuffed around with quite, I would say, quite a foundational, literally foundational piece of Doctor mm. Who lore. And if he hasn't, then what are we doing? Like, yeah. wh- who are these people and why do we care? Yeah, because she hasn't even met Vinter. She met Vinter once. I was actually very impressed with the last episode where she was like, oh, Yaz, uh, uh, new guy. What's his name? Dan, Dan, Yaz. <laughs> and that man I haven't met, I will save you. Well, thank God you didn't. You don't know who Vinter is, but you, you yeah. decided to save him anyway. In the future, the next time that there's some random red shirt guard, when she's like, I'm going to rescue everyone. Just go, hello, you don't know me, but you should rescue me as well. Because normally those people get blown up by the Daleks and she doesn't yes. go, I'll save you and bring you, I'll destroy the universe to bring you back to life. Random man who had his no, organs right. turned backwards. Vint is going to be important, and that's fine because he's an honourable man. Bloody maybe it's blah. maybe it's a um, <gasps> maybe it's a Mary and Joseph and Jesus kind of situation. Uh, no, 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 they like, shagged. That we now know the doctor's parents. Well, is the doctor's parents had a had a, had a really really uh, sexual night of passionate lovemaking. <laughs> they made a comment. She went, yeah, yeah, yeah. we had one real good night where like you yeah, uh, It sounded like they were in one of those Japanese love hotels. Yeah. As if they were in like some sort of cubicle. That's hotel what I need to know about like the doctor. That. That's what I really need. I don't need to know the doctor's name, but I need to have a visual image of her parents like porking wildly. That's that's the a story. Was, the doctor was conceived on an hour long love hotel stay yes. on a lunch break. That's right. <laughs> yes. It was just all of time and space. Great. And uh, broken I mean, condom. To be fair, we all wish our parents were that hot. So, I mean, come on. That's, you know. <laughs> I mean, they are hot and they're so, like, I don't mean this to, again, I don't want to sound incredibly rude, but. Stand by. Stand by. This is usually where we get into a half an you know, hour defensive empire or something. Yeah, no, right. no, no. Well, uh, oh, God. But the, the point is, is that. Chibnall's thing has been so far about quickly we must separate the doctor from being old white man. Yes. So look, the doctor's yeah. parents are really hot, diverse, yeah. you know, people of colour, but with English and Irish <laughs> accents. So yeah. we're covering all bases, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multicultural doctor, everyone. Like, yeah, look, yeah. look how, look, yes, that doctor is white, but they're parents and they can change colour. And so then we'll get our person of colour doctor and all that kind of stuff. Like, I yeah. get it, but it's like. Which is fine. That's, uh, I don't, like I don't it's care. Fine, but I don't it's, care who the doctor is, really, as long as the actor can play them well. Whoever. That's right. It's just, it's to me, it just feels like very much like quickly, let's 
I don't know. It's, it's some of this stuff feels a bit forced. I, not forced is not the right word. They're making Again. up for lost time. I think. I think they, maybe that's had, it. They've it's had like fifty quickly, years, pack it all in, pack years. it all in. Yeah. Yeah. But everywhere in space was full of white English people, and now mm. it's not. And and, and, and it, is, <laughs> it is a bit reeling to go. Uh, that's yeah. Look, I understand. And what, but that's, and the, that's only and the, from our point of view. From, from and the, the white we've been used to it. So. Yeah, and the white English guy who is in the film is the kind of dipshit anti-vaxxer <laughs> follower who's just like, please take me to death, the sweet release of death. Oh, which one? Hang on. I, I, are you talking about Eustatius Jericho? No, 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 I, no, no, no. The um, the guy on the planet that Bell saves oh, by yes. not letting him. Yes, he's like, right. oh, yes. Oh, they're yeah. going to take us away to safety. Yeah. I hadn't even read an anti-vaxxer narrative into that, but you're right. That's what they were going for, isn't it? Well, yeah, it was like groupthink. It was like, oh, someone's just turned up on a hill. We can just hear yes. us. Oh, yeah. it's great, isn't I did, it? It's I did, great. No, I did think, I was thinking of both of you when that happened because you made a comment in the past of, how does anyone hear anyone at a distance like this? <laughs> yes. the, 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 the Sontarans talking to the doctor. And, yes. I'm like, what? But yes. this time, I like the fact that someone said to Chibnall, hey, no one could hear that Sontaran. Natalie Behensky and Stu, <laughs> Stuart Lane, they, they, they have called this out finally. <laughs> And he's like, oh, Jesus, put a line in there. And they put a line in. Very but good. actually, it, it, it made for a quite unsettling effect because, like, you're standing where they are and you can see her off in the distance, but you can hear her voice almost in your ear. Yes. yes. Like, I yeah. thought that was actually a really interesting way to do that. But you're right. Like, yeah, it, it completely sidesteps that problem. That was the um, the totally the thing that I picked from it, which is like, oh, magic bloom lady turns up on hill and takes people away and they mm. never come back. They must be safe. But I will let's but just I will, do that. But, you, but let's face it, the universe, you're, they sort of said hi. Half a, like a quarter of a star, half a planet, third of a moon, you're kind of boned, let's face it. And someone mm. comes up and goes, True. I'm going to rescue you. You go, I've got nothing. I'm going to eat dirt on this bloody dirt ball until I die. And the like thing it, is, like, uh, I, I kind of accept that you would you would hand yourself over to anything. You know. Sure. And and we still don't know what those passengers are. So, I mean, mm. like, I was wondering for all we know, they could be saving them. Who knows? Yes. No, this is what a point I was trying to make. I, I kept thinking, is this you actually saving them? It's not like, <laughs> you're on mine. I was like, is this you actually saving people to release them somewhere else? Because they don't want to kill the universe. They they want to stop. No, they want to hang on. They're, they're, on, pro, they're on team time. That's right. So, yes, and yes. so maybe they are trying to rescue people from the evil division, which are kind of like the evil Time Lords sort of concept. Sure, maybe. I, and so I was a bit confused because at no point with Azure was she kind of making devious evil face. Normally they kind of, Doctor Who's a bit too simple where they get, you know, the character goes, <laughs> I'll be back for you later. <laughs> and then you know, the little thumb thing and then they disappear. She kind of went, <laughs> oh, we'll be back for you soon. And I was like, oh, is she evil? I mean, yes, she's evil, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking too much about it. Is, well, is it one of those things where she doesn't think she's doing evil? Yes, she thinks she's like yes. putting everyone out of their misery or something. Or, 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 or just or, or saving them in passenger. So you go, yeah. they're going to die here. They'd probably be better in passenger than than dead on a rock. We're, we're arguing about whether or not she's evil and she has literally a skull for a head. Yes. Um, yes. So I think the, you know, the <laughs> visual point. signifiers are there that maybe we're supposed to code her as villain. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Now, all of that discussion came out of the very I'm first sorry. point on my minute challenge. No, no, no. I'm just saying strap in, everyone. It's going to be a ride. Next point, the Doctor is an angel now? Yes. Well, I mean, for, like, for I, I, my, my reading, there's two readings of that. One is that secretly all Time Lords are angels and that would be very bad. I wouldn't like that at all. What I think it is, is they, it's like her frozen in carbonite moment. Like it's them putting her in a storage compartment. It can't be hurt. Of... Angels can't be damaged when they're in yeah, their exactly. form. So she can now, sp- they, she could literally spend a billion years in that form and then turn up somewhere else and then yeah. 
and then someone unpacks her from the Cretaceous period and, you know, yep, yeah, she's here. Like they yeah. can take the long way around now. Exactly. And th that's what I figured was happening. But then I did see some chatter online and, and you're obviously a bit confused about it too, Nat. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, like, because it's a confusing moment. It's a, it's a shocking moment, a, but it's also. I, mean, I get why they've done it. It's like, oh my God, she's been turned into an angel. The worst thing you could ever be, apart from maybe a dialect or maybe a Cyberman, but they're a bit crap. So yeah, an angel's a bit more menacing, <laughs> you know, and also the, the hidden hands. And oh, look, it's Jodie Whittaker as a statue. Oh no. And the music was very pumping and cool at the end there. Mm. But yeah, I'm, I'm, was it to just to transport her away? That's sort of what I got was like, we need to turn That's you into my one feeling. Of us. I think yeah. next episode will start with yeah. Jodie Whittaker unangeling and then going, welcome doctor to your doom. And like, like, there'll be someone, be someone sort of chewing the scenery wildly <laughs> in front of her. I don't think it's going to last. I don't think it's going to be like Dr. Angel, you know, running around doing, you know, Shibnall could then write a series and say, no, no, no. It's only when you're not watching my show does the good stuff happen. So, <laughs> well, no, he can he can finally have an excuse to have his main protagonist just stand there doing nothing while everyone does things around her. With exposition comes yeah. from out of literally nowhere, like just, yeah, it just right. touches Yaz and you hear a voice going, "I am the Doctor, and I will save you now." How <laughs> magic! Wow, we're so mean to Chibnall. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be mean to him. He seems like a lovely man, but um, does he write better? <laughs> Okay, well, next point. Good old British stiff upper lipidness still allows you to be a psychic uh, investigator, paranormal, <laughs> paranormal, <laughs> yes. non-skeptical, something, something, something. When He's, your name's Professor Eustatius Jericho, I think you have to become a psychic detective or, yeah. or something. <laughs> I really liked that. Um, mm. What I didn't like is, oh, that's another point I should have written down. The angels can talk now. Or they can get into your head. Yeah, yeah, that, that's established they, law. That that's mm. that's from the from previously. Oh, is it? In the in the yep. crashes of Byzantium, they killed a guy and then you got into his brain. I thought it was much more invasive than the way they did mm. it this time, just touching shoulders. I thought they actually like shoved their hand into someone's brain and then used him like a puppet to talk on a radio because they, they used that young man's yeah they used his voice to talk to the doctor and the doctor was like well you've annoyed me now because you've killed this man to talk. Oh, to that's me. right. Yeah. And so yeah, there's only one thing you don't know, put into a trap. Me. You know, that that's that episode which is amazing i can still remember these episodes because they're so yes. bloody iconic yeah, sorry, and so exciting and you're like oh my god how's he gonna get out of this trap it's all very exciting and you're like why we haven't had any one of those yet ever this came close it did actually yes i will say i did actually enjoy this episode i'm sorry i'm, I'm bitching at it a lot but. that was on my list as well which was is this a good episode <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for the chibnall era it's a plus yes this is as good as it gets I have a theory about this because mm. one of the, the writers, Chris Chibnall and Maxine Alderton, there's two yes. writers, and Maxine Alderton wrote the one where the Cyberman she, the, uh, started Frankenstein. The of Villa Diodati. That's the one. And I went, oh, here's my theory. Maxine Alderton wrote a really good story about a young girl who gets kidnapped or vanishes from a village in 1967. And, and gets there's, to, and there's yeah. a creepy, there's a creepy old woman. Everyone thinks it's the serial killer killing everyone off. And mm. then everyone gets picked off one by one. And the doctor turns up and they feel like it's angels. And you realize actually the little girl is the old woman. And then it's all, and then the cycle goes round and you've got this wonderful loop. That's a really good story. Like that's a yeah. really cool story. And then Chibnall came with his, size 10 boots and like smash the flux into it as hard as he could uh it's a really good story yeah absolutely and, and the fact that uh, she's the only she's the only other writer credited on this series mm. which suggests unfortunately for her that she basically probably had the entire script ready to go mm. and he sort of was like oh um turns out we're not going to do that i'm i'm going to take it and just 
smash all this flux stuff into it. Yeah, because he got this really cool. I, Eustatius Jericho was great. I loved yes. him. I really liked him. And why I liked him, I'm going to show all my male privilege here now. I liked him because he wasn't a moron yes. and he didn't go, oh, I'm a man and therefore I'm sexist, idiot, awful yeah, human. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, and, and he, when someone burst at his door, he's like, madam, what are you doing? And she's like, calm down. And he's like, no, I won't, because that's what you do. Yeah, and then when she was house. actually, and then when he saw things he didn't understand, he didn't go, I refuse to acknowledge it. He went, okay, stuff is going down. I need to listen to the woman who seems it, to understand what's going on. You seem to know what's going on. So yeah. so tell me what's happening. Yes. And he and he was very stiff upper lip and I really liked him. He didn't, he didn't go, oh, I'm a man and therefore I'm too cowardly to look at things. Like he just, he kind of, he was a part of the team and was a useful person. Yes. Right? And I was like, oh, well done, and even- Jericho. <laughs> and even like the flip side of him is the the cranky old uh, bloke who gets like yeah. turned into stone. And even he is like a realistic depiction of what yes. cranky old dickheads like him are like. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, like yeah. he was, he was, he was, he was toxic masculinity in a very specific and believable way. Yes, yes, because you've got he's all of a sudden had to become responsible for a young girl. Yes, that he didn't ask for, and mm. the disciplinary of that time was you will be seen and not heard like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you've got a young girl and and let's be fair she was a bit creepy a little bit pre, pre- <laughs> in the defense you know she was already a little bit dead inside wasn't yeah. she yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> was like no wonder the the angels picked her you know was, she watches them turn to yes. stone yes stone faced yeah. she, she's then, like yes appropriate yeah. and, and, she, and she goes he was never very nice, nice to, me. to me. Like you're a serial killer, kiddo. What, yeah. like, what about her that great aunt? Like yes. I mean, she seemed nice. Like yeah. you know, you're not upset about her. No, yeah, no. that was literally a um, fire doesn't kill a dragon moment. Like the Ceres <laughs> just gets totally conked out by Carl Drogo, and she's like, "Fire does not kill the dragon." Uh, yeah. That was that sort of moment. But also, it was so drawn out, that moment. It was like, you know in Austin Powers when he's standing in front of the steamroller and yes. the, the, the henchman is going, no! And he's like literally going, just get out of the way. And then you see the wide shot and you can see there's like 20 metres between yeah. the steamroller. <laughs> and the guy just is standing there going, no! That's what I felt like that scene was. It was, And I know it was supposed to be building tension, but to, to me it just felt comically stand back like the girl was yelling it and then dan said mate don't do it and yaz was going don't go in front and it's just like no one will tell me what to do blah 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 <laughs> yeah and i like right. the fact and that he wasn't even angry at that point he went, stop telling me what to do i just yes. i liked it even though he's the bad like he was like a bad man he was, wasn't a bad no, man he no, was just a he was just a of his time yeah bit of yeah. a dickhead stuck up <laughs> but, but he was know. just like oh, kindly thank you not tell me what to do i was like yay i appreciate i appreciated that kind of yeah and then, then he got vaporized and yeah. is that new that the, <laughs> the angels can't because i have that on my list is uh, that new that they that's yeah. that's new i haven't seen that before like you yeah. nobody nobody outlasts them twice or nobody have a we have a problem with, with the angels because the angels are really scary because they send you back in time. But then when you have a time travel, as we found in the first time, don't mm-hmm. blink, having a time travel stops them being scary because she comes, the doctor comes and rescues you with the TARDIS. It's fine. And I'm sure the doctor can work out a way of wibbly wobbly bringing the TARDIS to her to save them. So you've got to, so in the second time you saw the angels, they went, now they're going to break your neck. So, cause they're, they're feeling a bit feisty. They're going to, they're going to rip you apart. Um, they, so they change that a bit. It's feel not change. They, they sometimes they kill you. Sometimes they send you back in time. Who knows mm. why? This mm. time they added in. If they send you back in time twice, you get turned into vapor. 
Uh, you- which, which is actually, unfortunately, a, a contradiction of the last time we saw them in the Angels take Manhattan because they had, do, do you remember this? They had like a, a factory sort of set up where they could repeatedly oh, send no, people I don't remember on big that. loops. Oh, no, no, there um, you go. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Sure. Well, maybe um, these ones were different because they're like division hit squad. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And maybe they de- maybe they deliberately are like, well, you know, two strikes and you and you're stone. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or maybe maybe that angel had just had enough of toxic masculinity. Sure. And just just killed that guy. <laughs> and also his wife. And also his wife. Because she was enabling toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, what what ultimately makes them work is one you, that they are the scariest of the new Who monsters, easily. Mm. Like, like they, they're an, an incredible idea that you just need to tweak them slightly, and they they are going to work for your story. Because what Moffat figured out immediately when he tried to bring them back, and then what every subsequent story has done is he turned them into like assholes, mm. right? Which is. <laughs> Seriously, like in, in the first, in the first, in Blink, they're, they're just there. In fact, they almost describe them almost like, like animals, like they're just doing what they do. And then as soon as he brought them back, he was like, okay, I need to make them scary because it, you're right. Like there's all sorts of ways you could just, you could just show them a mirror and that mm. locks them in place forever, you know, like all that sort of thing. So he made them vindictive and nasty mm. and horrible. And that carries everything else because you're like, oh, okay, they're awful. I hate them. <laughs> You know, like like that's that that's the key to them. Like they're they're terrifying, and also they're a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Asshole assassins. The angels yeah. are dicks. They're, they're, right. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They originally just started, they, they used to be called the asshole angels. The asshole <laughs> angels, and it's like, oh god, the assholes are here. We can't call them that. I was trying to work out just to go back to my list whether there was any sig- significance to 1967 to 1901. Like, is there something about those dates? Sixty-six I, I years. Nothing. Yeah. yeah, nothing really. Is that like Haley's Comet or something? Is six? You no, know, that's longer. Or it's 60, that's... sixty-seven. That's a, it's a, it's a weird pull, but sure. I don't know. Um... I was. I don't know why. I just thought, is there some? You're, you're very. You're very close. I was just trying to think. Actually, it's. No, that's, I mean, they, um... they needed to have a no, time it's that it was 70, 76 years. Seventy-six years. But yes, yeah. Well, they, interesting they... thought. They needed to have it, and obviously that's not when Haley's Comet appeared because that was like 1912 no. or 1986. So I, I get that, but it was more like other angels a like human, a human lifetime, so you can have an old woman and a young child. Yes, yes. Yeah. So they had to have something that was believable that someone who turned up as 10 years old in 1901 could still be around in 1967, mm. even though the actress they had playing it was no way 76 years old. Like there's no way she was fifty. <laughs> she was a day. It just made up a bit. But that was nice. The 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 whole crumbling. Um, this is not on my list, but the crumbling. Uh, actually, it is on my list. Crumbling time space field mm. thing. Quantum extraction, whatever that means. Mm. Yes, it, as you say, fun word. Put a quantum on it. Yeah. Next, he'll be. What's that thing when you? Is it rendition when you get to taken to another country and tortured? Quantum rendition. <laughs> Wow. Extradition. No, rendition. When you get, it's a, it's a thing. Rendition, meaning of rendition. Let me just check this. Especially <laughs> in the US, the practice of sending a foreign criminal or terrorist suspect covertly to be interrogated in a country with less rig- rigorous re- regulations for the humane treatment of prisoners. Why do you know that? That's I, interesting. I learned something terrible today. <laughs> How does that, it was a whole big thing with the Iraq war and like with Abu Ghraib and, and or terrorists after in the war on terror. It was a whole big thing where the U.S. would just take people and send them to Saudi Arabia to be tortured because the U.S. Oh. doesn't torture people, but they can send you over to an ally that doesn't uh, really <laughs> care so much. 
and there was a movie. They made a movie. I do. I, I do Dylan remember the concept. Hall. I just. I didn't realize. I didn't realize it was called rendition. That's no. That's, that's, okay. yeah, yeah. 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 Quantum yeah. rendition. <laughs> See, I've just made up a new thing. The, the doctor, doctor is going to get quantum rendition. Renditioned. <laughs> He's going to be doing some quantum waterboarding. Quantum yeah. waterboarding. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drowning? Are you not drowning? No. <laughs> you don't know, and that's what's so terrible about it. It's, the yeah. doctor has four lungs, so you're going to need a lot of water. <laughs> there was a line that she said. Never been so happy about another man's deceit. I, <laughs> yes. That was in, in in regards to the fact that they went through a tunnel. That um, made no sense. That tunnel made no sense. I mean, I don't mind the tunnel because it's a, it's a cool, famous five your smugglers tunnel. That's pretty sure. cool. Well, like in in Skyfall, they had the preacher's hole, yeah, which is a real yeah. thing that they had. But, the, the... but he didn't know. He, and she was like, "Look at your your maps there, Eustace." And I was like, "Look at your didn't... maps where it's clearly marked." Yes. <laughs> and you're like, "What?" And then she goes, and he's he's like, "I didn't know." If he went, "Oh yeah, good point. Like, yeah, that thing. Good point. Good yeah. Thing. Oh, it's blocked or it's got a board in front of it. I can't possibly break uh, or whatever." You know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, him being confused about his own house that he had a map on his wall for <laughs> seemed a bit odd, uh, but sure. And the- so the angels were able to put their hands through the walls in there. They could put their hands through the walls of the I think tunnel. They were, I think they were the wall. I think that was what they were trying to get at. They were sort but of... There was a tunnel. It existed. There was something very confusing about yeah. is that like there was like an asteroid had landed maybe and that... It was full of angels. Oh, yeah, the stone, yeah. That's the burial stone. site. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently, that is. I, I was, I was, I saw some people mention today that that apparently ties into something that had been planned for the end of. Uh, I don't know whether you guys ever watched the the show Class, which was a Twelfth Doctor spinoff. Oh um, yes, I watched a couple. Yes. Yeah, it had, which, it which was, it was it okay. It. it just sort of went nowhere. But apparently, the Weeping Angels were involved in that. I, I didn't watch to the end. Apparently, at the in the last episode, they revealed that the Weeping Angels were going to be a massive part of season two, and then season two never happened. But apparently, they were going to do some sort of like angel civil war uh, sort of thing, where it would be angel versus angel, you know, a very very biblical sort of thing. And one of the things that was going to happen was they were going to reveal that angels had arrived on Earth in the ancient past on an asteroid, but that none of that was conveyed in the episode itself. No. Suddenly there was just like angels in the walls of the, the tunnel, which was fine the in the moment. Plan. But, you know. The doctor's plan to get away. I couldn't, I, I, the doctor always has strange plans. Her plan at that point was, I'm going to turn away from the infinitely quick thing and leg it. And she yeah. obviously thought she was going to get away. Well, I don't think she thought she was going to get away. That's the thing. Like, I, I in that moment, I thought there was the, she was bluffing and being all bravado and stuff. But she must I think, have known she instantly she was going to get zapped. Well, like, and that's the thing because she stops. She stops and goes, "Hang on, you didn't zap me. Why yeah. aren't you zapping me?" So it wasn't a plan then. It was you, you think it was, it was. It was. It was just a leap of faith, basically, quite appropriately. But, wow. You know, well, and, okay. and also, it was this whole like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm quick. It's like you know that you're not that quick. But, yeah, but I, I mean, just... she was bluffing. I mean, like I'm willing, I'm willing to give them a, the benefit of the doubt in in the moment. But also, it's profoundly silly. Yes. To have the doctor basically be like, "Well, I give up." She should have basically regenerated at that point. It wouldn't be amazing if that's what she's like. Okay, I'm out. Zap. <laughs> regeneration. <laughs> and regeneration energy blows everyone apart, and then she gets out that way. And then the, and then the brand new and doctor Joe is Martin, taken off fugitive, by the, the weeping angels. Fugitive, a, a... fugitive doctor walks out, going, "Jesus, she was stupid. Thank God I'm me." Yay. <laughs> <laughs> the angel's gaze seems to be adjustable. Why? What I mean by that, I don't think I've written that properly. But when the angel is looking at you, so for example, uh, it happened a few times in this episode where everyone had to stay looking at the angel quickly. Mm. Everyone look at it. Everyone look at it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden someone could go past it and as long as other people were looking at it. 
Yeah. They yeah. could go past I kept, it. I must admit, if we ever caught somewhere and there's a weeping angel, I'm just going to say to you, I'm not going to go, everyone just stare at it crazily. I'm going to go, okay, okay, Stu, blink like crazy. You you blink. Natalie, you yes. you don't blink. Yes. I will not blink. Stu, close your eyes. Get your eyes nice and watered. Get some yep. nice tears. Okay, now, Stu, open your eyes. Natalie, close your eyes. Yeah. Okay, Greg, uh, you just keep- We're going to go take- we're going to take this. And we'll be 30, fine. Yeah, we're Everyone's going to take this fine. in 30 we'll, second lots. All right? It'd be easy. We're on a it'd roster. Be, no, no. Everyone stare at it with you, with your eyeballs drying out in the yeah. heat for a long period. That was the weird thing. But then they yeah. seem to just go, because that's what I thought. I thought it must be the thing that everyone who is inside of it has to be looking at it. But then you'd see it. But it, then it, you'd it, see it. So yeah. you can't. But then, of course, they had to have the thing for plot reasons. Well, well we need everyone yeah. to be, oh, my God, like they're trapped the fact, by the angel. I like the fact that the angels um, seem to also, they've worked out that humans have to close their eyes to sneeze. So they start putting sneezing powder everywhere. <laughs> that was pretty impressive. That Pepper, was like, just ah, Pepper. A, light, yeah. a light sprinkling yeah. of uh, capsicum spray around. Welcome to the hay fever planet. No! <laughs> <laughs> I ruled by angels. Bizarre. Uh, but I mean, you got to have reasons why. And, and I don't mind. They can do voices and things. So it's kind of clever that they go make a bang behind and you turn around and they've got you. Like you, you I like that concept of they're smart enough to to make you look away that's yes. pretty cool or you know like make i mean if they i don't think they do things but they do things like make someone like a, a scream happen near your ear you go jesus and you like jump out of the way and then suddenly you're got mm. uh yeah it, it's yeah mm. it's uh, you were saying before civil war that'd be weird that'd be like the tv show c as in all these blind people covering their eyes and swinging sticks at each other <laughs> at, high, at high speeds like because they couldn't see each other yeah, 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 yeah. They would have to just constantly close their eyes. And just like, I, I just, I'm waving my arms like this. And if you happen to get hit, that means your fault. <laughs> the, the friendly fire in a war like that would be hor horrific. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you, you swing back your angel broadsword and decapitate your best friend. You're like, oh, no. Oh, I've cut his bloody arm off. Oh, that's going to hurt. So all the angels would have to do is I'm just stuck on this concept. I just I love the idea that all the, all the angels would do is pay someone to fly a satellite overhead and put a camera on them from space. And then yes. you're like, oh, yeah. we're stuffed forever. Yeah. Uh, forever. Crap. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well, that's another another million years caught in this bloody sort of dirt roll. So, uh, anyway. When yeah. it turns out that there's an angel hiding inside Claire, mm. when did that angel get inside Claire because she had a premonition of them. And because she is psychic, that created a link that the angel could travel down. And, you know, the same rules as the picture of the angel becomes the angel. Yeah. She had a vision of the angel in her mind. And so that became the angel and the angel used that to piggyback into her mind. But the doctor also <laughs> said, you're the angel that hijacked my TARDIS. So yes. was and there was, there was a line, there was a line that oh. was deliberately put in there oh. saying that the psychic effort required to do that must have been enormous. And the angel's like, yes, yes, it was. Moving right <laughs> along. But how did, how did, so was that, the, that was the one that was it, it was, it was all, it was in her head the whole time. It psychically projected itself uh, into Yaz's phone and then from there into the TARDIS in an effort that must have been enormous, but didn't really cost it anything and um, is basically and then, just for plot reasons. Okay, uh, sorry, I might <laughs> no, be no, really Don't be dumb. sorry, it's not your fault. I'm being, I'm it's, being it's very purely, clear, Natalie. It's purely, <laughs> it's purely Chibnall's error. You do not apologise. Yeah, no, no, no. It, it, it doesn't make any sense, but he said it, so <laughs> it's true no, in no, the no, universe. No, 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 but I don't understand. So the angel was in the TARDIS at the end of last episode, okay? Yes. Was it already in Claire's head? Yes. It was, it was projecting itself from Claire's head 
into Yaz's phone How? and then How did from that there, That's what because I'm because it thought really hard. I, I literally, there's literally no other. <laughs> did, did did Yaz ever see it on the? Fo- did she take a photo of it or anything? I don't remember. No, 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 oh, no, no, because they were coming after Yaz for some reason last episode. They were coming after Yaz specifically, but then that's never addressed. Like it turns out, it's all about Claire. Yeah. Um. So it was it was just a way into the TARDIS, I guess. Um. And so through her phone, it got into the TARDIS, and then you and then took the TARDIS to 1967, where to it needed get... them to be. Something, something, but... something. Flux division. Basically. Yes. So, yeah. so the whole okay. thing was because then the other thing I've got on my list is the Doctor went into Claire's mind to have a chat with the Angel, and that happened to be on a a beautiful beach setting for some reason. Well, in a quite, I mean, you know, quite, quite an evocative. Yeah, like, uh, it was very. I, I didn't mind mind that. The angel has its hand on Claire, and Claire yeah. speaking. It was a nice bit of acting from the actor who was playing Claire. That would have been very fun to do. She did a good job. So she was telling the doctor, "Ah, oh, no, they're chasing me. They're chasing me. You have to protect me from them, and then I will tell you everything about the division." I'll tell you where your parents shagged to conceive you. (laughs) I have photos, Mm, video. I'll tell you you how dumb your mum is to not leave the coordinates the first thing. You know how you're a bit scatterbrained? That's not you. That's just your mum. (laughs) Who's talking about again? They're on the beach and the angel was behind Claire (laughs) to the doctor. They're on the beach. The angel is saying, oh, no, no, no. And the doctor is saying, why would I trust you? Why would I trust you? It's like we have to trust each other. So that was all bullshit. That's the yes. point. No, uh, my oh. my my oh. thought is that the angel called the doctor in because the angel was like, okay, if anyone can stop the division and the angels of the division, it's the doctor. But if they can't stop them, then I can offer the doctor up instead of me because they always they want the doctor more than they want me. Right. That wasn't again, sort of a last again, minute. Not any sort of sense, but. Like that's what happened. I, I can't why explain they just it other take than both? I know yeah, like, it's very both done now. Look, we're yeah, going back that's to right. Division. Now they're both captured. By the way, I've just realised that I'm really hoping the head of J- Division is called Charlie's <laughs> Charlie's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Angels. Good morning, Good morning Charlie. Charlie. Three statues at a desk. <laughs> Today I'm sending you just doing like, don't blink. And every time they blink, they've got a different like pose with their gun. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're doing a different Charlie's Angels pose. <laughs> Sorry, that just made me laugh. That's literally what they are. They've just been sent out on a mission and uh, they're, they're Charlie's Angels. Um, they're the Angels. Okay, so I think that's pretty much all that I had on my list. Let's say that I'm done and Stu, continue on with your list. <laughs> so we, we've touched on most of the points that I, I wrote down too. I feel like we we were all on the same page with this. I My first uh, item was, this was great, cheap nor great, but still. Um, <laughs> I know I know we are tearing it apart, but it is yeah. actually, I thought it was like mm. a fun, a fun, a fun and creepy episode. And it's easily the best episode of, of this season so far. Mm. And it would be up there among, easily among like the top five Chibnall era Doctor Who episodes like I can't mm-hmm. think of too many that gives it a run for its money. You know what makes it good for me was is the fact that when faced with invulnerable um, vulnerable a- angels coming through a television, Eustace Jericho took a bat and Kicked smashed up a it. cricket bat. It was, <laughs> was a cr- like, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that, that was, was great. like well done, that man. Yeah. And I, just, I, was, I had a lot of time for him because yep. of that reason. I <laughs> really liked how they the fact that they had him say uh, that she said, "Oh, there are weird things that you wouldn't believe," and he's like, "I was first into mm, Belsar at the end of the war." Yeah. 
they can't. And then he stood at attention. Then then he stood at attention. It was real, like, yeah, it got me, it got me right in the feels. It gave me, it gave me my grand vibes. And I was like, oh, oh." (laughs) and then there was something later where he said, I will not look away. And that was Mm. a lovely line uh, when he was talking about looking at the angels. Yeah, I will not look away. And to me, that was sort of a reflection of being in Belson and observing that carnage Mm. and that trauma and that terror. Like you have to see it, you have to witness it so that mm. it can be recorded and it can be, you know, never happen again. I don't know if that was intentional, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. No, no, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I will also give them the benefit of the doubt. I think that, I think there was theme, there was themes there, Yes, Natalie. there was a lovely moment of, you know, th- this is what you do when you are, you know, you have to stand, you have to observe. And, and when he said to them, you are observed, you mm, know, mm. it was, and then they're like, ah, oh, but we're patient, we have time. So yeah, that was a lovely moment. I wish someone would try to smash them. I I, I know it, everyone's everyone's like, oh, they can't be hurt. I just wish someone would go, go get me a crowbar. We're going to smash these bastards. <laughs> get a lump hammer. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Like we'll give it a go. Like people go and live. vandalize, you know, cemeteries all the time. <laughs> That's right. See if you can knock its head off. Just give it a uh, give it a go. Yeah, uh, it'll probably just come back together, or you can't damage it or something. But I was just, you know, I'd, I'd love someone to try it. Hit it with a truck. Just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plow it into the sea, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, it was a wrecking ball or something. A yeah, yeah, yeah. small English village just didn't have, you know, large semi-trailers going through yeah. on a on an uh, M road nearby. Would that really be the strangest thing in this episode, Natalie? <laughs> the next item on my list is uh, we, we talked about, I had Professor Jericho because I wanted to talk about him. We have uh, talked well about that. Very good character, very lived in. A little bit of uh, Doctor Who trivia. He was played by Kevin McNally, an actor called Kevin McNally who's been in uh, Doctor Who before. He Is this was where in... we're supposed to guess? Uh, no, 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 no. Well, I mean, you'll, you won't get it. He was in Jeez, the... Stu, way to have no faith in me. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the uh, Colin Baker serial, The Twin Dilemma, which is held up by many fans as one of the worst episodes of the show ever. Oh. I'm sorry, Colin Baker is the best doctor. Let's not forget that. So, Well, please. you know very well, Natalie, that you are in the minority on that one, unfortunately. Not Colin Baker's <laughs> well, fault. Uh, Colin Baker is in a very uh, uh, Jodie Whittaker situation where yeah, he was... He got uh, chibnalled. Yeah, uh, yeah. He got chibnalled. <laughs> he got very badly chibnalled. Yeah. Sorry, cool. I shouldn't laugh. Oh, my God, that's so good. I'm going to use that. I've been totally chibnalled. And indeed, he, he ended his time uh, on the show with a multi-part story, which um, <laughs> which hilariously uh, Chris Chibnall, as a young fan, specifically derided as uh, poorly oh. plotted. Have you guys have seen that video where he's on the he's on the I've seen the TV the, show. He's, I've he's seen a the weird. He's got a weird ginger mullet and. Yeah, I've seen the video where he's like, oh, it's just writing is terrible now. They yeah. just haven't done yes. it. And, you know, oh, they, oh. <laughs> it's just silly monsters and running down corridors. It's like, yeah. oh, Chris, <laughs> uh, uh. if you only knew what was coming. You come, but you hate. That's what it is. We're so mean to Chris Chibnall. He's a, he's a, he, by all accounts, is a lovely man and tries his best. <laughs> he's just not. Wow. I just, Ooh, oof. He eats a lot of glue, but look, that's he tries well, hard. Look, sure. as we've said, Broadchurch is great. Enjoyed Broadchurch, particularly the first season. Yeah. Great fun in terms of a crime show about a child murder, but, you know, great fun. Um, <laughs> As Dan Beeston from the my co-host on the Smarter Than a Better podcast pointed out, Chris Chibnall wrote the Torchwood episode Cyberwoman. Yes, so, which so, is execrable. Um, it's, it's, it's one of the worst things ever written. And I... 
It's the worst episode of the worst Doctor Who show. Yes, it's insanely bad. So I, when people kind of go, come on, come on, give them the chance, you're like, I can't. I, look, I, I can't. I mean, so saying, I've said it many times, I actually enjoyed this episode. What I don't like about it is my fear of where it's going. Not the episode itself. I can ignore all the crumbling universe stuff. Whatever. I, I don't understand how it worked. I don't think anyone does. It's fine. It's Doctor Who. Whatever. Mm. It's magic. Yeah. Uh, I, I, th- I quite like the companions trying to work stuff out. I, I enjoyed the little kid being creepy as hell. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I even enjoyed the reveal, though it was a bit wasted because of the old woman being the young girl. Like, yeah, cool. It's all, it, it's quite nice. Um, it's just part of this story. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, that's it, and you, and you don't know how it's going to fit together until you see the whole thing. Yeah, and and and, and let's face it, this is not going to fit in anywhere. I just because I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if this is this feels more connected than just some Sontarans are now spreading out because that's what they do, and Daleks are here because we paid a lot of money for the rights. Uh, so. <laughs> I, I, I just but feel, not a lot of money for the special effects. Yeah. So I just feel, but I, I'm assuming the angels are now much more part of this because they're part of division and, mm. and whatever that means. The thing is, every time I hear division, <laughs> I always think of like gritty 70s cops. When you say the word like, oh, division will have you, I always division just Division 7. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm sure there was a cop show called Division or Division 4 or something like that yeah. in Australia back in the 60s or something. So I just always have like, yeah, Murph, get him down, the get him in the paddy wagon and get him down the precinct no the station precinct is american station uh get him to the cop shop i don't know what this character i'm trying to do is are you trying to do are you trying to do tony martin's uh barge (laughs) (laughs) whatever the character is it's definitely tony martin doing it it's actually doing tony martin doing something another character hey you have to learn how to do accents some way and my way (laughs) he's amazing to listen to tony martin doing accents and then Copy him. Yeah. It's still how I do my Patrick Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) The first window. The first portal to another dimension. And a small sprite. Sorry. Go and look up the first window sketch. I think it's called the first window. Don't listen to us. Go and listen to Tony Martin's Sizzletown. (laughs) Go and listen to funny things. Hey, no, we're funny. Just for accent purposes, go and listen to Tony Martin's Sizzletown. It's genius. He's very good. He's very funny. And he's a personal friend of mine. Clang. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next time on my list is Fire Angel. I thought that was really cool. There was a lot of cool stuff they did in this. uh, I've made it worse. I like the, oh, I've made it worse. (laughs) I've made it worse. (laughs) That That was good. That was genuinely good. I laughed. Yeah. Yep. So what actually happened with, with that? She set the paper on fire. The image of the angel that was projecting out and becoming an angel, yes. she went and set on fire. So instead of destroying the paper, it just set the angel on fire. So now, you so now a, it was an angel made of fire. Yes. So I, I like, Yeah, it's a cool idea. Sure. It's, it's a, yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's still a piece of paper. Like, it can't. Yeah. Surely look, it's still magic, a piece of Natalie, magic. It's Sorry. Magic. Yes, of course. It's magic. It's, it's, it's always. Magic. Can, can I say, can I say, Nat, I, it, it is always fascinating to me where you draw the line (laughs) (laughs) can i tell you where i drew the line because i have one more no actually no no i'll say it now because now's the time i'm gonna get this out of my system somebody said this line it was eustatius he said this line i wrote it down because i was so incensed he said when he was bringing the tv downstairs because the doctor's like bring the television downstairs he said do you not think evacuation might not be the order of the day it's a double negative. Oh. He double negative that shit. <laughs> not acceptable, Chris Chibnall. Not acceptable. 
Chris well, Chibnall. I don't think you guys are not as grammar criminal. As, you guys are not as outraged as I am by that. He I said, think. I think he, he's, of all his crimes, that's the one I'm. I'm not that worried. About. Do you not think <laughs> evacuation might not be the order? You just need to say, do you not think evacuation might be the order of the day? You know the one that got me. That it was. It wasn't. It wasn't that line. It was in that same room. Was when they did the fan service of "I'll reverse the polarity of the neutron flow." Oh my god! And I was like, That's a "No, thing, isn't it? That's a yeah, thing, it is. Isn't it's it? a third Doctor thing." And I, yeah. I get it. It's cute. And I and I would forgive it a lot more. And I, but I won't <laughs> this time <laughs> because it was 1960s technology. It was just a piece of electronics. It was. A, it was a lie detector, basically. Mm. What the hell are you talking about, Doctor? Yeah. What the hell are you talking to yourself? You're not even trying to impress someone else you're talking to yourself so therefore you actually were reversing the neutron flow that doesn't mean anything we know it doesn't but in space it's, no, technology, no, no. she's she's it's a fleabag style addressed to camera it's a fleabag style side sure. side to camera that's what that and is. it is but that's exactly what it is it's so that everyone goes yes yeah. i know the third doctor yay but it was if it was space technology i would have forgiven it because sure maybe that's how you reverse neutron mm-hmm. flows whatever when it's a 1967 crystal radio set you can go to hell basically. yeah that's right and also like can you explain to me like i i wasn't totally clear what exactly she was doing she didn't do anything she gave them a headache she went oh i'll put this on their heads and it'll give them a headache it didn't give them a headache it didn't yeah, even slow it, them down it did it, not slow them down it, functionally it at all no it didn't not not a thing it, i i i honestly was expecting when she had a like when she was i don't know how what i'll do i'll i'll do, do a runner i'll just run away from them very yeah. very fast i honestly thought that when they tried to go that's when the, the thing would kick in i thought she'd go ah you tried to get me but you were locked in a quantum sex tunnel by that thing <laughs> i put on your head hey and then all of like, a sudden ah. i'm intrigued a yeah. quantum sex tunnel <laughs> sorry I, just, I got i got excited uh so can i can i can i have one the, can i order one of those to my house you can and you can't that's hello please welcome i feel bad about that. actually i feel dirty about that. no no i like it greg let's talk more about this (laughs) (laughs) but it's you both are and are not in the quantum sex tunnel it did well that's not the doctor's parents so that's let's not go there this is Uh, exactly what they did they went in the quantum sex tunnel I do love the fact that that everyone. I mean, you gotta lock the doors to slow them down, but they can obviously just kick in doors. It's just really funny to me that, mm. that everyone's like, "Quick, lock the glass door." Will it help? Not really. Just, just unlock yeah, it. Yeah, they it <laughs> just give us a few seconds. It's a giant glass panel. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, this They're is the fine. other thing with the <laughs> angels is you never see them actually breaking any shit, but they seem to break everything all the time. Yeah, they can. Well, they can open doors and things. They can kick it open because I guess they kick it, and then the moment you see them, they they're frozen again. So it's like um in Squid Game, like it's the stop go game. Sure, yeah. <laughs> they obviously don't move when you see them, but it doesn't mean they can't boot the hell out of the door. Like they yeah. they give they give I a just, damn good kicking. It kind of falls apart when there's a big group of them because surely they start to see each other. Well, maybe that's why it takes so long to get through a door because they're like running <laughs> into right. each other. Like, they're, they're, you stop like, looking at me. Yeah, the lemmings like, just okay. Yeah. No, no, get Jenny the kicker. Jenny the kicker, get up here and give that door a good kicking. I'm going to close my we'll eyes. We'll close our eyes. You kick it. You kick. Okay, you kicking? I think I'm, I'm kicking something. What, can someone check what I'm kicking? Ah, damn it, it's a pot plant. Like, we're so bad at this. <laughs> How did we get into this division squad? That's why we're so angry, because we're shit at this. If anyone finds out, I'm pissed off. God damn it, we're useless at this. I, I have such imposter syndrome. I know I do too. It's terrible. <laughs> We can't kill shit. They, they literally have to like step in front of us and like old people. Like, oh my god! 
I watched an episode of, of the uh, of the angel the angel division room where they're all like they're gonna find out, man. They're gonna find out. <laughs> and we are in so much trouble at that point. Who said that? It was that you, Barry? No, it was Larry. Oh, sorry, you sound very similar. That's racist. We're the same race. What are you talking about? The- <laughs> <laughs> this is an episode I want. <laughs> the next item on my list is. Uh- well, Soldier 3, well done. I guess Claire hadn't met the Doctor. We talked about this. Uh, they teased a very interesting premise in episode one that turned out to not be that. It was very, very different and kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. Village in Space was a cool visual. I thought it was really interesting. Can we just go back to the Claire thing for a moment? Oh, yeah. Not, not running away. There was a really interesting line, and I couldn't work out right at the start when she's when when Eustace Jericho is helping her, and he she's like, help me and he goes in all a good time dear and you go wow that's a bit cold man that's a that's a for a guy who turned out to be a good guy he came across like a bit of a prick at that point yeah uh, i couldn't work out if i'd misread that line or if he came across a bit uncaring to, to claire who obviously needed aid <laughs> sure um, exactly <laughs> and and also it's, it's like i mean i guess i get what they were doing like i mean he was he's like a psychic investigator and she has psychic powers so mm. i guess that's that tracks but yeah, I don't know. It just seemed it just seemed strange. It was it was not immediately clear what their deal was, and then it was not elaborated on at all. I was <laughs> trying to just... work out it to begin with. They were trying to make him look like the villain. Like, and once again, in an old script, he would be the potentially one of the bad guys, like or he would be like, like a fake out for the bad. Yes, guy. yes, and, right. Yeah. So the old woman outside is a bad guy potential, or he's a bad guy, and it, it's just kind of once again, we don't know, but I just feel it, it waters through somehow, and you don't know why a line mm. is there anymore. But who knows? Yeah, we have, have to get Chibnall and ask him. Well, ask uh, Maxine. <laughs> Village in Space, I thought was really, uh, really cool visual. I don't know it was why very it convenient bit... that they could they just smushed the two time periods together. I feel like mm, that was mm. just done because they're like, okay, the characters need to be able to talk to each other now. So uh, time thing. Mm. Yes, yes, that, that was that was something new <laughs> where they had day and night, so it was night in 1967. Mm. But you can't and cross because you'll be disintegrated. But also, yep. aren't they in the same time zone? <laughs> like, wouldn't they have day and night? It's if 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 one was in Australia and one was in Britain, it would make sense. But they're both in the same village. Well, in they, England. they don't have to be. It doesn't have to be six p.m. at the same time. Also, yeah. it could be it could be six p.m. in summer and winter, and it could be dark at one point and all right. Fine, point. go and justify it. That's fine. <laughs> it's it's yeah. Go and make it make sense. Okay, I just wanted to rag on Chibnall again, but sure. You want to be nice? Go ahead, be nice. See if I care. In space, I love the fact that companions, thank God, because the Doctor Doy turns up and like licks someone or smells the jacket or whatever and looks or, or checks the amount of lead in the air and can tell what time it is. But I love the, the fact that companions, Yaz and, and Dan, were running around going, she's like, um, looks at the, she looks at the, gramophone and goes, early 20th century? <laughs> yes. And I love that, which is right. You'd be sitting there going, Oh crap! When did mobile phones come out? This looks yeah. like a like oh this. Hang on, yeah, hang on. Wait, when mm. I think we're in the fifties. I don't. Know. I liked I liked her line. At least there's houses. Yes, yeah, no, no <laughs> yes. dinosaurs. And yes. Dan said the same thing. You went no dinosaurs and looked at a chicken. I'm like, yes, well done, well yes. done for pointing uh, out the non, non-avian dinosaurs. <laughs> I didn't have it on my list, but like we, we it's interesting that none of us have mentioned Yaz and Dan until now. Well, of course not. Uh, not. Yeah, because. <laughs> They, they are irrelevant, mostly. Yeah, well, they were one of the. They were one of the two that when I, I said oh. earlier about the fact that we all have to look at the the weeping angel until we don't, and, and as long as someone is, mm. and so when the weeping angel turns the the old people into dust, the mean old man mm-hmm. and his seemingly nice lady uh, wife, I guess his wife, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry. Um, 
uh, like, I was about to say lady friend. I was like, it seems to be his wife. She did say 47 years of struggle, Gerald. But then the kid says, they were never nice to me. He was never nice to me. And then Yaz is crying and she bends down and says, you know, Peggy, we is there anything else happening? And she's crying. And they're looking at each other. They're not looking at the angel. It's no. Dan who's still looking at the angel. Dan's, yeah, Dan's, keeping, Dan's, Dan's keeping an eye on it. Yeah. <laughs> Can I point out, it's, this is, no, this is a really important moment. This is honestly an important moment in this episode of character development for, for Yaz. She mm. behaved like a cop for the first time yes. in three seasons. She yeah. actually used her cop knowledge. She was yeah. like, okay, break it up into sectors. Like, shut up, crazy lady. But I was like, oh, thank you, Yaz, for once in your life. Yes. Point, remembering that your character was a trainee cop yes. but in true in true triple era fashion she mostly does it to take the to like belittle another person that she's seeing like, like she doesn't say hey okay let's take charge and let's do this she was just going oh aren't you guys doing this yeah 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 good point also, I get very angry when because Yaz shits all over Graham, and and like I, we, I, I was very angry at that. But you know, when because Graham was like, "Oh, we're friends," and all, and she's like, "Shut up, Graham! I hate you." Basically, like, <laughs> yes, it was really harsh. Right. She crapped all over Graham. She kind of did it to Dan again. Like Dan's like, "What's going on? I don't understand. It's really confusing. I'm very scared." He's like, "No more questions, Dan." And I'm like, "Okay, no, serious. I get it. You're a bit worried, but also, yeah. I don't think he's being that unreasonable. Maybe I'm just being a man about it. But I was just like, "No, no, no I- just." Stop yelling at everyone, yes. I, I think, well, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, I, we talked about that um, in the first couple of episodes. Like, the Doctor has been particularly nasty to Yaz, and I'm wondering if that's, like, trickling down. Except, oh, yeah. Except I, I don't credit the writers, especially Chris Chibnall, with, with that much agency and right. deliberateness. Right, so sure. I just think it's bad writing. I think sure. it's just poor characterization. Because writing, I, I, there's one way of looking at this. You're, you're making your women angry aggressive yeah. Yeah. and and because you don't i know you, just because just a woman's forceful doesn't mean because that's coded language you can say a woman that is knows her mind and wants to get a word in edgewise mm. can be seen as pushy or shrill these negative words you have to watch out because you know they're, they're really shitty things to say about women but at what point do you go no that that female character is behaving pretty badly <laughs> yes that's like, right. like it's not me going well a man would be fine but if, if dan had gone shut up yaz or enough yaz you'd <laughs> yeah, be, like, you'd be like jesus yeah. yeah come on dan pull it back a bit it just feels <laughs> it feels a bit weird to me well especially so. when he's sitting there clearly having a very quiet freak out like yes. he's <laughs> and like you know uh, the john bishop is playing it pretty well i thought like he's he's sort of sitting there like it's slowly dawning on him he's like yes are we are we stuck here and it's like yeah like he's having the slow dawning horror of realization of oh crap things might have gone badly wrong he hasn't gone to bed yet he left <laughs> he left <laughs> has blown up all the sontarans hung out with a dog got captured he's had a really rough 24 hours i don't know how many hours i don't think he's gone to sleep yet i think it's the same day for dan it's the trouble with this interconnected story where like <laughs> yeah. and, and everything has been cliffhangers so yeah you're right like this has been like a 48 hour stretch yeah. like he's asleep on his feet at this point I, I had the weird thought that popped into my head was when they landed and the doctor was like, oh, we don't know if we're going to go outside the TARDIS. Are we where the angels want us to be? Which it turns out, yes, they were. But, you know, what are this? And, oh, well, we should go have a shifty outside. For some reason, what popped into my head was, has anyone had any water recently? Like, have anyone had a drink of water? <laughs> yeah, everyone hydrate. Have you eaten? I don't know That's why right. that felt like to me. The first thing was like, somebody get 
Somebody had a drink. Somebody, have you been to the toilet? Like, have have basically. I always wonder if that's a TARDIS thing. If you know, it's, it's transcendentally whatever it's called, transcendentally locked. Like, there was a term for it. There's a state of uh, toilet grace. Yes, and I always wonder if that you don't have to eat or drink in the TARDIS. Like, it looks after you that way. Like, I, I don't know. Look, it's it's a magic box. To be fair, there is a scene break where suddenly they have like you know toast for the little girl. So maybe maybe that yeah. everyone took a pit stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you don't want to watch. You don't want to watch Dan like relieving himself. That's well, that's good. the thing. This was 1901. Like by 1967, at least they probably would have had indoor toilets. But 1901, mm. they're going out in the backyard. Like let's, you know. Yep. Well, uh, I mean, it, toilet, Dan, Dan yeah. doesn't strike me as someone who's above, you know, just quickly going up against the garden wall. <laughs> no, no, he's yeah. He, Dan's a real man. He'll, they call he'll it be. the Liverpool splash. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm just gonna go take a slash in the backyard. Like. That's like taking a slash in the best, the best city in the world, Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I think of you, Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> I do uh, not know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it. That, that's the end of my list, by the way. Like we're we're done. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about we talked about Bell and Vinda. Um, I, I didn't really miss him too much because obviously, like the angels are quite a compelling uh, main villain. But uh, no swarm at all this episode. Mm, we got yeah. Azure no, briefly. There was briefly to sort of Azure. remind us of the overarching plot, but <laughs> yes, there was no no swarm, and yes. I, I I didn't necessarily miss him. But like you know, I uh, wouldn't wouldn't mind that guy. I quite I he's. Grown he's on me, camp. That, that, he's camp. Yeah. He's weirdly camp. I love. He's yeah. fantastically camp. I love it. In the la- in the last episode when he was vanishing, everyone's shooting at him, and he and he kept doing his wonderful poses. He wasn't just like vanishing. He'd go ha ha, and he had his hand up, and he was like resting against a wall. Yeah. He's he's like kneeling at like he's, he 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 was definitely enjoying himself. Camp, the actor and the character are both enjoying the crap out of what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, you, which we can respect. I, do you think at the some moment? I, I, do you remember back with the? the 12th Doctor, very early in the 12th Doctor's uh, reign, when he turns to Clara, he sits down and he goes, Clara, am I mm. am I a good man? And she's like, I don't know. Which is weird because, you know, he says, you know, it's millions of time. But I'm assuming he meant that regeneration and they'd only just met. So she's like, I don't know you, so I don't really know yet. Mm. And I, and, and he, the whole way through, he's searching for that thing of, I'm not, I'm not a good man. I'm not a bad man. I'm an idiot with a box. That's that thing with Missy. You know, Missy gives him... Yeah. Um, the, the army, the Cyberman army, and he's like, no, no, I'm just a, I'm just an idiot, which is why I'm angry. Sorry, I'm, I'm jumping over the place. That's why I'm angry. <laughs> this concept of the Doctor being a transcendental wonder being. So like, no, no, he's an idiot, or she's an idiot with a box. That's she's just helping out, yeah. passing through. That's the yeah. Doctor. That's well, that's what I think the Doctor should be. Chibnall yeah. doesn't agree. Sure, whatever, but he's wrong. And <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, I had a point here. So I, I, I have a fear that that's what they're trying to do is to go back in the past doctor you are a nasty piece of work and now you have to atone and you're like but even but even the fugitive doctor the joe doctor went in the last episode have you ever worried about what other people thought of you mm. or and so you've I've already undercut it it doesn't matter if yeah. the doctor was space hitler where before she was the doctor it it's it's like it doesn't matter so we're kind of leading to a story point if it comes that in the end she'll just go that's all right i've lived with it and i'll regenerate and i'll be fine i just i don't i can't see why this is going to create anything for the character that we don't already know no it, it doesn't and that's why it's so frustrating is because like it's it's an it's ultimately ultimately empty calorie storytelling where it's like really you get the sugar rush of you know all the crazy fun twisty turny stuff that happens in front of you 
But then mm. as soon as you sit down to think about it for even a second, which we do on this podcast every week. <laughs> um, for an hour falls... and 15 minutes. Yes, that's right. It falls to pieces in front of yep. you. It just collapses <laughs> it, immediately. It could, be, it could be fun. I've always wanted to... to portray the doctor as a villain if i was the head writer I'd, look i have i have a manifesto but anyway uh, <laughs> i look but, forward to being published on the internet in very small font that's right uh delivered in boxes to to uh to uh journalists around the world but I, i've always wanted the the doctor to have to deal with do, the bad things that they've done or, or run, running away from all the destruction and that's a big part of the story of you never stay still you can't you can't you your hearts will break if you stay in yeah stay and i mean still. like that, that was ventilated a lot over the moffat era as well like like we got a, we got a, a fair bit so, of that so maybe 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 here's my here's my my peace frond to chibnall is to go if this leads to the doctor going oh my god i was space hitler I now have to go back and fix everything. I'd be like, all right. Because people would be like, oh, my God, it's Space Hitler. You've come back to finish the job. No, 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 I'm good now. And it was like, sure, sure, Space Hitler. So like, what? I, hang on, what I'm hearing is a Xena warrior princess transformation. Yes, well, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and dealing with your past. If ha, that's what ha, ha, I'm going to say it. Xena always has done everything before everyone else. Yeah, it Xena always comes back already... to Xena. To tie it back, I hope they do give, this does give the Doctor something to do. And then I could forgive it more, but it just feels, I've I've said a million times, it just makes the doctor a destined hero. And I don't like Mm. that. It's boring. And I, I want, I know the doctor's incredibly smart, but even the master says, well, he wasn't the best or she wasn't the best at school. It's, it's the improvisational ability that makes the the doctor really amazing. It's their curiosity. Well, yeah. And the, and then the fact they don't give up it's, and, and this is the thing. And I know, once again, it comes down to I don't want my hero to be God. I want yes. my hero yeah. to be like when the doctor goes, you could be like me. I go, I can, because it's it's about getting plucky and working. But if it comes down to no, I'm a magical space alien full of flux energy because my parents banged on the day of the flux, <laughs> it just doesn't I just like, well, I, I can't have that. I'm not you. I'm not magical. I don't have yes. the magical scar on my forehead. I don't have, I wasn't pulled out of my, you know, yeah, given it's the a, lightsaber. It's a chosen, a chosen one. I hate narrative. it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, it, and it's boring and it's old. And it's, the doctor it's the, should not all be of a sudden, All of a sudden you're a Palpatine sort of thing. Isn't yes. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and look, because the big finishes, before the doctor, the, the, the new Who started, there was this idea that the doctor, like Scalafreans were made in a loom. So the yes. concept of the loom. And so they were built, basically. They were genetically engineered kind of let's just go there well you would have heard you would have heard the theory that that big crazy house that we saw in episode one uh is lung barrow oh yeah okay right okay sure that's yeah look i hope not i really hope not i hope not either basically it's the whole idea of of the the doctor lung barrow is the name of the story that this all comes from oh look it up online it's it's but what what it means what it is is they're they're genetically engineered they're built and they're not born and then accidentally or, or for for reasons unknown the trickster god of the Gallifreyans fell in the loom, and the Doctor is the reincarnation of this trickster god, like like Rassilon. Like, um, uh, my brain just froze. Rassilon, um, who's the other Gallifreyan one? Omega. What? Omega. Thank you. Yes. So, and it's, it's it's like this other trickster god. I love I love it when you guys go deep, nerd. <laughs> and it's and it's oh yeah, and it's and it's a real dumb idea. Like, I, I originally I thought it was a great idea, and then I realized no, because it makes the Doctor a god. And yes, no, exactly. the, doctor, the doctor should be a man or a woman, a person. And, and in fact, the, the the show keeps towing up to that line 
like like over 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 the original what is now going to be the the first RTD era and the Moffat era, they sort of built up the Doctor and built him up and built him up to the point mm. where he was effectively a god, mm. and then realized we we can't go too much further down that road, so they deliberately walked it back. Yes, and but in both did, in both eras, but they did it. I love. I I, I will forgive them for that because. Because it's the doctor realizing the doctor saying, yes. I've, got, "I've become too big. Yeah. I've, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm too big. People are trying to destroy. I'm going to erase, and then we erase everyone's memory of who he was. That's right. Amazing, amazing. I love that stuff where it's like, and then and people are like, "Who are you, doctor?" And everyone's like freaking out, and, and the Daleks don't know who the doctor is, and he's all like, Ee-hee-hee. "I love that story." Admittedly, he's he's a two thousand plus year old alien with amazing abilities. I'm not saying he's like me. I'm just saying that he's not Come on, a Greg. god. You're pretty special. I am pretty special. Thank Don't you. be down on yourself. That's, I appreciate that. Uh, and <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want the doctor. I don't want everyone to be the doctor, as in literally we all regenerate into the doctor. The one, I mean, I, I haven't talked about it on the podcast. I had, a, I talked to you. I'll very quickly say it on the podcast. I love the idea. No, I don't. I hate this idea, but I, I want to write the story that um, actually everyone in the universe is the doctor, and there's no <laughs> yes. other, there's no other beings in the universe. It's just yeah. the doctor. It's the, doctor, the doctor regenerating. Doctor. Yeah, regenerating through time and space again and again and again, over and over, forever. Yep, yep. and that's and there's only there's only one there's only one being in the universe, and that's the Doctor. <laughs> now, now it can happen, sadly. Uh, but anyway, I've I've had my rant. I I just I just want I just want a character who isn't special, but is can still be amazing. Yeah, yeah. The Doctor has become too much like Taylor Swift. Uh <laughs> In the sense that... I've always said that. Mm. Mm. (laughs) The Doctor likes dating slightly older men and then writing ballads about it? Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Um, But but as in everyone is just so so all-powerful, can do no wrong... Look, that may not have been... But but good stories. Like, once again, with the Cyberman story, I can't remember which one it was, the reign of the Cybermen, literally reigning Cybermen, and and Missy gives the Doctor the power of the uh, Cyberman army. And she Mm. does it, she does it not because she's, well, she's being evil, but she's, she does it because she's, she wants to prove that given enough power, you'll be corrupted, like she was corrupted. Therefore, the Doctor's like her. So she, you know, because he becomes the president of the universe with an army and she can kill all the bad guys and you can be the good guy, but he'll be corrupted. So he's fallible and he's scared of that power. And so he, he refuses to take it because he knows he will be corrupted. That's not the sign of a god. That's the sign of a, of a, of a, of a man, in that case, he, when he was a man, realizing he would be corrupted and he mm. can't be trusted with that power. No one can be. That's a great story. That's a really good story to end on or like to, to have. I just, I don't know what I'm trying to say now. I'm just sad. No, I, I don't know why. Yeah. I, I'm sorry that you're sad. Um, <laughs> I, you're, you're right in that there's something fundamentally just missing from this era of the show that was there in the past. And it's not nostalgia. It's it's mm. not nostalgia on our part. There is something that, some crucial thing that is not firing properly. And I really hope they figure out what that is before the end of this series. Yes, they've got two more episodes. <laughs> you never know. He could bring it all home. They seem to be moving on to like Swarm is is what some, some plan is coming into fruition. I watched the little trailer, but they didn't really show the Doctor. Someone I- suggested a terrifying thing to me today, mm. which is that we may not get a proper ending because there are no. three more specials 
next year. No. And we know that, I mean, vaguely spoilery stuff, but we know that most of the main cast is continuing on. So there is every possibility that episode six does not have a definitive ending. Yeah, that makes that sense. It, sure. That it itself is a cliffhanger. And they're not doing a, a Christmas special this year? They're doing a New Year's special and then one about sort of mid-year and then one in the Northern Hemisphere autumn for the BBC centenary. And then 2023 will be RTD takes over. Right. So prediction time, the last episode of this season is going to end with Belle going, Doctor, I am your father. That's going to be the, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be the episode. Vinter, sorry, saying, I that am your father. That feels like where they're going. And that, that'll be the cliffhanger that we all, no one expected. And then, and then they'll, the ramifications will be for the next, next year. I hope that's not what happens, but I'm, I'm terrified that that is what's going to happen. Because mm, mm. um, it feels like there's too much going on now to wrap up in two episodes. And it would explain a lot if Chibnall has decided that instead of getting like six episodes, he can actually get, what, what would that be, eight, nine. He'd get nine episodes, mm, mm. just spread them over two years. Yeah. And, you know, make the final three a big deal. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe I'm being way too uncharitable, but I just think that maybe that's what's going to happen. And that would even, that would even be worse than a, a bad yeah. definitive yeah. ending. It would be like, no, you don't get an ending. You got to wait now. You all have nasty podcasts about me? Well, enjoy this. <laughs> no enjoy <answer>. this, jerks. <laughs> That's right. That's all I asked was be nice to me, but you wouldn't even do that. <laughs> Mind you, I, I did want to mention, um, you know, we t- uh, Russell T. Davies obviously talks a lot about how he's coming in hot with, you know, he's been inspired by the Marvel Universe. Uh, so take mm. that as good mm-hmm. or bad, uh, depending on what you think of the MCU. But we got <laughs> the very first Doctor Who mid-credits scene. Yes, oh, yes, yes, we did. Yes. Because yes, the episode, because all of that, yeah. all of the Bell Vinder yeah. stuff is so obviously crammed in that mm. once the episode finishes on the natural point at which it should finish, they're like, oh, yeah, but we do still need to wrap up that Bell and Vinder stuff. We need to move on with that. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> so we get a mid credit scene, yeah. which is just insane, which is where all the stuff, you know, where we're like, please coordinates first and then say, I love you. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited with the RTD stuff. A, not just Russell, Russell, but Julie Gardner's coming back as well. So that's kind of cool. That's an old getting the old team mm. back together. And then oh, I've she heard, was the producer. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they work outsider. together. She's the mother of Doctor Who as much as um as much as Russell D Davies knew who. Yeah. And Russell D Davies is the, is the father of it, and so very cool. To get. And then also, they, it's not going to be produced by the BBC. It'll be produced by Russell T Davies' actual company. So. And there's going to be, they're going to be, what I've heard, a bigger budget. So he's saying, I want more money to run this, but I will run it logistically from my own company. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, I, I think that's cool. I think that's really, that means we're probably not going to get, people go, why is it all ropey and silly? Like, because BBC won't put in money. But if Russell T Davies is putting his own company on the line, yeah. there's, there's a lot more for him to, more money for him to make sure. you know, on the back end. That's and, it, exactly. And so therefore he'll put a lot more effort into doing it. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm super excited for 2023. That's but like, what, yeah. I wonder what happens then when he leaves again, because he won't be able well, to do it forever. But... Well, no, but he can he can appoint someone. Or, or the, mm. I mean, the, the BBC apparently still has quite a quite a heavy sort of hand in it. So, I mean, they, yeah. there would be... There would be conditions. He, there would be someone he could hand over to someone then he could set it up yeah. and do a season or two and then say, okay, 
you know, I've set up this plus like three new spinoff shows because that's what that's what he wants to yes. do. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, which could be good or yeah. bad. I mean, it's Mother what he did. Who? Yeah, Mother yeah, absolutely. Who? I mean, he he Mother set who? up he set Mother up. Who? Uh, well, Bell, this Bell, exciting yeah, events. Right. Bell. Hey, I mean, if that's not if that's not the ideal stealth pilot, yeah, I don't know what is. I mean, you know, yeah. you could easily build a show around her, but anyway, not that it would be good, but you know, you, you can definitely see them doing that. But he did that to start with. I mean, we got Torchwood and the Sarah Jane Adventures because he he said he wanted to set up year round production mm-hmm. at the studios in Cardiff. Like that was literally it. He wanted to keep everyone's jobs. So he was we like, could- all right, well, I'll just write two extra shows. My other prediction is, as I said to Stu last week, is always try and um, take names and reshuffle the letters or spell it backwards or whatever. <laughs> there's something about, so there's Belle and Vinda. There's got to be something about those names that is like the doctor's name or something. The doctor's name is Vinda Bell or something. And that's the true name the, of the doctor. Or something. If that's, I will, oh I will crap blood. Oh, no, that. I'm not. I'm just <laughs> suggesting that. If they I, turn I'm, up and then you go, Belle, Vinda, that's my name. Yeah. I'll be like, that's it. Click. I'm out. Well, I, I just, I literally just put Vinda meaning into Google while you Vinter. guys were talking. I, st- I was still listening. Don't worry. And it says <laughs> a person who becomes aware of things or events through the senses. Ooh. Or a person who runs a uh, a vineyard. It's a vinter. He's a vinter. That's a vinter. That a... His name Isn't is he... Vinder. Oh, I'm D. sorry. Oh, yeah. I apologize. Okay. I mean, look, wine would make much more sense given the... How drunk everyone. <laughs> How drunk everyone, all the writers seem to be. Yeah. But yes, it's maybe Dutch or something like that. But yeah, and then Bell is B-E-L. So I don't know if there's like for whom the bell tolls. Is there some sort of that sort of joke? Oh, wait, hang on. Bell, dictionary, a unit used in the comparison of power levels in electrical communication or oh, that's it. Oh, that of intensities of sense. sound corresponding to intensity ratio of 10 to 1. She is very loud. Like yeah. decibels. Yeah, that would make sense why you have decibels or something. So, um, yes. You've so cracked it. I have cracked the code. It's basically just a bit of Googling. Uh- can, you, can you imagine if like Bell turns out to be short for decibel or something? Uh, I can't. I don't. No, I don't. No, nothing. Nothing is too far now. I can't. Yeah. Everything. Everything is possible. Look, I. I am really hoping in two weeks' time that you that you get to go on this podcast and go that Greg, what an idiot. He was totally wrong. Oh my God, what a moron. He got it all incorrect. I would. <laughs> I would love that. I, you, and I Chris Chibnall is an underrated genius. We finally look. Yes. No one would be happier than me to come on the podcast in two weeks' time and say that because it would yes. mean we had gotten some good episodes of Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, well. Um, you know what everyone should be watching? What's that? Cowboy Bebop, the live action show. Oh, here we go. Oh, my go. God. Here I'm, we so, go. I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> It's so good. It's I, really I, good. And people I, have been shitting on it, Greg. I can't work out they're wrong. I love I love the anime. Like I, I really love the anime. And yeah. and I I was very, very nervous to watch it. And I can't work out why no one likes well, people don't like this show. Because it they're is, tedious killjoys who have just, blackened souls. They they're just like oh John John shows. T shirt. They're just too. John Cho's too old. I'm like, no, no, he's had a life. He's lived a life. It makes sense that he's not twelve. Mm. Maybe I'm a man who's forty-seven, so maybe I look at now and go, not everyone has to be twenty fucking two. <laughs> so just stop it. Your heroes can be thirty. Yeah, oh look my at God. Dan. I think, John, actually, I, think, I think John Cho actually is probably my age. Like he's he's I mean, he's, fi- he's fifty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's he an does incredible shape. He's no, no, he looks incredible shape. He looks like a man in his thirties. Like he looks better than me, much better than me. Son of a bitch. Uh, Jet Black, <laughs> the guy who plays Jet Black is amazing. He's I, he note is, perfect. 
It's just amazing. Faye Valentine is a whole new Faye Valentine, and I love her. I think she's yeah. great. Ayn is is Ayn. Ayn is sure. great. I squealed like a child when Ayn turned up. I was yep. like, ee, ee, the dog, he got himself out of a cage. And then, spoilers, big spoilers for mm-hmm. season one for this. Oh my God, Ed turned up at the yeah. end. I was, you, I, did, I was, oh, there's no Ed, Ed'll come into the, and then, then suddenly she's like, Spike, Spike. And then I was like, oh my God, are you actually going to do it? And then Ed turns up and, and I was like, I'm looking at this Ed, I've watched it many times now, going, that's a pretty good Ed. Cause she goes, there's a bad guy doing spooky things. And I'm like, okay, you've got me. You, you're doing the voice. You, you seem like an irascible, <laughs> crazed preteen. I'm off. I'm on board. Like, yes, watch. It's a, it's a fun show, and it, it's it's, it's oh. yeah, it's it's. it's What's fun. it about? Because I never watched the anime, but I remember there was. It's a about time... space cowboy. Well, you, was, you, it you know, the, was it in the late nineties or early two thousands when this it's, cowboy bebop was like super? Yes, early, it's early late nineties. This um, this is Firefly before there was Firefly. This Firefly yeah. is so based on 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 this. See? It's Joss Whedon once Joss again. Whedon. So he what's happened off, is he ripped off Xena with Buffy. Now he he's did. ripping off Cowboy Bebop with his Firefly. Basically, the idea is that the moon explodes due to a massive explosion and rains the earth with with explosive debris this is all backstory and then humans have to move into the solar system to survive and so they it's kind of like all these little outposts and and you know terraformed moons and it's like 70 years in the future it's not that far really and then the characters are all bounty hunters they call them cowboys and they they hunt down people for cash and they're all broken silly people uh, and they work together because they have no other choice, kind of. And it's just fun. It's stylized as hell. Mm. It's I'm sorry, I'm raving about it because I was I was enjoyed every moment of it. I laughed. I I enjoyed the characters. It's got kung fu. I didn't like. I'll be honest. I didn't like Vicious that much, the bad guy, because he was very much written in the I'm a privileged man baby mold, where where I feel Vicious is much more elementally dangerous than that from the cartoon. But that aside. I'm still happy to, I won't give away the reasons why they did it, but there's reasons why they did it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so there you go. I'll stop now. But they, 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 need, they, they needed to come up with ways to bring him into the story and not have him just be some random person. Yes. Know, so. Yes. In the com- cartoon, he's kind of like what Spike was, this, this elemental destructive force, but Spike got a personality later on and became a good guy in inverted commas or got a soul or something. Where vicious in this one, they'd be, they're just different. He's an emotional guy. Hmm. Okay, fine. It's a choice. Anyway, yeah. If you don't like Doctor Who, watch Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. It's only only a couple of episodes. It's only yeah, it's fun. So they've just put out like the first few or something. No, oh, they've, they're they've all... put out put out ten. 10, yes. 10 episodes. Oh, okay. They season one is thing. there. Oh, yeah, right. Netflix style, baby. They don't they don't do one week to week. They just oh. drop it all. Can I tell you? I was so angry because I've been wanting to watch Dope Sick, which is the sitcom. Uh, sitcom. Oh my god, no. <laughs> That's not a sitcom. <laughs> it's about the opioid crisis in America. It's a hilarious sitcom. <laughs> dope got, sick world. My, dope Michael sick. Keaton. Who's got some pills today? <laughs> Sorry, it's just imagining now a chirpy theme song tune. For the opioid crisis. Yes, Michael Keaton is in it as a doctor who is obviously a very caring, kind, good doctor, but he's taken in by the lies of of uh, the Sackler family and Purdue Farmer and starts giving people this Oxycontin. That's the one. Yeah, anyway, and so I got to the third episode um, because I'm typically me like, yeah, I'll just keep watching. It's really good, good drama, good stuff. And then it's on Disney Plus Star and they're like, oh, no, they're just dropping it weekly. 
Oh no. And I was very upset. I was like, don't <laughs> do this to me. It's all out in America. Oh really? Yeah. It's all, they only just started it a few weeks ago and they're doing it weekly. So they're drip feeding it to us. They're drip feeding it to us, but it's all over now in America. So, cause I was um, looking something up and had a few articles pop out going now that the season finale's happened. This, what, is, and uh, this is worse than Discovery suddenly disappearing from Netflix and not appearing anywhere else. What was that one about? Have you, have you said that this, this happened this week? Um, Star Trek Discovery season four was mm. due to start. In fact, it did start on Friday. Uh, this Friday just gone as, as people will be listening to this podcast. Um, but uh, they pulled it internationally from Netflix. Netflix has been showing it mm. in regions outside North America and uh, Paramount, which is which makes Star Trek, uh, has been trying to set up Paramount Plus as like the one-stop mm-hmm. shop for all Star Trek things. So to consolidate, they pulled the trigger on getting everything down from Netflix, but Paramount Plus isn't out in a lot of overseas territories, but it's out in Australia. So people in Australia have a Paramount <laughs> Plus account but they can't watch the new series of Discovery. It's coming out uh, next year sometime at an undisclosed time. Wow. It's the worst possible decision. They just had a massive Star Trek convention in England, in, in London, mm. um, like this week, at which several of the cast members of Discovery showed up like to talk to fans and sign autographs and things, and they were spruiking the show. <laughs> and they're like, we can't wait for you guys to see it. It's, it's out on Friday. Oh wow! And then, uh-huh. they, then they pulled uh-huh. this like a day before it was due to go live. It was insane. It's the weirdest, stupidest decision that will only cause people to pirate the show. That's exactly right. I mean, things like James Bond being a, a month later here, but like the pod, the podcast, the the pandemic. Sorry, just thinking other terrible things. Podcast and pandemic. <laughs> yes, both yeah. diseases. Both, <laughs> both terrible, terrible, <laughs> creeping, soulless monsters. It really kind of changed things so that you could get access to stuff but mm. then everyone's angrily going back like um scarlett johansson's angry like she didn't get her back pay and i'm not, I'm not arguing that point i get it actors and they deserve to be paid but we've seemed to now jump back now to oh we'll just wait a month to in australia yeah. and you're like no we yeah. won't we're the world's largest pirators and i stopped pirating not that i ever did allegedly pirating, <laughs> but uh, i i allegedly stopped pirating allegedly when i could pay money to get a service i don't yeah. mind paying for a bloody service yeah i will pay money for a service but you make me wait for a month I just, it's in this day and age, it's stupid and we won't stand for it because we're a pack of convicts. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, that's true. And, and I think I, I think that will be reflected in subscription numbers because you will see next year when they try to launch Paramount Plus in these various territories that they badly screwed over. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to get the take up that they were hoping for. We're getting well off topic now, but it's- No, I love it. It's net, Netflix is, Netflix is Netflix. Netflix is a phenomenon. And it's it's it can make money, and it can just go. We're going to make a Cowboy Bebop TV show. Boom. We're going to make League of Legends TV show. Boom. And it just throws money. We can go into we can go to Korea and give them all the money and make Squid Game. Boom. And they do. They they don't care. They just make content now. And and I will like some of it, and I won't like some of it, and that's fine. But I will still pay for Netflix. I. Yeah. But everyone else has got this funny idea. They could just run in and do the same thing. You're like, well, no, you can't say, oh, I pay. $15 a month, I think, for my Netflix. 
and I get a lot out of that, but you're going to charge me the same amount of money for your garbage Paramount Plus. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so what will I get out of it? Oh, you can watch Discovery. I don't really care. Yeah, like, you know, well, I, yeah. And you're like, it's like tough shit. I won't, well, I'll get it somewhere else or I won't watch it. I don't understand why they think they can just create this backlog because they don't have it. They don't have the, 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 the library and they don't have, they don't seem to be willing to spend the billions of dollars that Netflix can do. That's to it. Make the, more content. The only, the only company that can take on Netflix one-on-one is Disney and they've been a success because they've yes. got the depth of IP to sort of throw it at. That's right. And Amazon maybe because they've got Amazon because you get it by default. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes, you get Amazon Prime. It's crazy that everyone thinks they can just create Hulu and and Paramount Plus and mm. all the other and all the other weird Peacock. There, there'll like, be a consolidation. Like, like it, there will be a, a certain number that will find an audience, and all the others will wither and die. And then and then you know there's going to be a nasty period where a lot of stuff just you're not going to be able to watch it unless you have it on DVD. And um, then finally, which is why I Ruby never threw out any over. of my DVDs or, or oh, Blu-rays. It all comes back to look at you, Stu. Look at playing the long game. Yeah, yeah. I I'll I, be proved right. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's not an obsolete format. That's, it's not an obsolete format. Well, the thing is, you just got to make sure you've still got like something to play them on. Because are they going to stop? You know, they're still making DVD players and that kind of thing. Or uh, well, they still make record players. Yeah, true, but that's all hip now. Like. Yeah, how how hip a Blu-ray is going to be when you can't get anything on streaming? Yeah, true. true. And they'll all come crawling to Stu. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> to me exclusively. And then who's going to be making the money? And Stu will be setting up a blockbuster in his downstairs rumpus room. Oh yeah, Papa, how do we make our millions? <laughs> ah, child, let me tell you how your father cornered the market on DVD. Let, let me tell you about the streaming wars. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's how I lost my eye. <laughs> Well, I think we might be at the end of this uh, fabulous <laughs> episode. We of, we have exhausted. of who's Raven on. I am very tired. But yes, <laughs> we need to go. Let everybody get some sleep and prepare for next week's penultimate episode of the Flux, which is got some stuff in it. I can't remember what the promo said, uh, but it that's has, okay. Didn't it, it have it had the swarm chewing the scenery, going, "I raided hell!" I'm like, "Yay, yeah. raided hell!" This time it had um, it had the swarm like looking very uh, orgasmic. Yeah. Uh, just sort of being like, oh, it's, it's happening. I'm like, oh, boy. It's happening, finally. Um, well, actually, we, 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 I was going to mention this. Uh, you, you guys have obviously seen the um, the Next Time trailer yes. that ran. Yes, because yes. Uh, Unit's back. Kate Lethbridge-Stewart is there. Oh, and he yes. appears yeah. to be talking to weird, creepy snake guy. Creepy yes, yeah, snake the, guy? The, the, the Grand Serpent. The Grand Serpent. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Creepy snake guy, a.k.a. Line of Duty. Yes. Yeah. I He's hope. Great. I hope he's like, I'm the controller of the universe. He just shoots him in the head. <laughs> uh, Sergeant, three rounds rapid. <laughs> God damn it, I'm shot. End of that problem. Like, yes. <laughs> doctor, you should have shot them. Uh, well done, well done, well done. Shoot him again. Shoot him. Well, we're, we're the army. That's right. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank Sorry. you yeah. so much for uh, joining us, Greg. For no the problem. Fox. Thank you for having me. I had a lot to say and you let me say it. So Yay. Opinions. They're always what a pleasure. makes the podcast world <laughs> go around. Uh, Stu, as always, thank you for your time, for your generosity of spirit, for your humility, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> for laughing at my jokes. It's the most precious gift of all. If you would like to call in, you can do so. Twitter is probably the easiest, at Disco Stew. He doesn't need to advertise. I do, though. I'm at Girl Clumsy. And you can follow Wah at the Wah. 
on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow at se2kb or smartenough.org. It's the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast that Greg co-hosts with Dan, who might listen to this episode. He's been hate not watching Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. In, in a very mature way, I might add, like he has decided he doesn't like the show and so he stopped watching it. And quite frankly, good on him. <laughs> yeah, no, I do true. wonder what he'd make of all of this. Because he did say, I sent the link for tonight's uh, event to the group chat, and Dan said, "I feel so rejected." And it's like, dude, you haven't been watching the show. Mm. And he said, "Yeah, but I still have opinions." <laughs> <laughs> A massive thank you to, as always, to my Patreons, patrons on Patreon, www.patreon.com/girlclumsy. Thank you so much for helping keep this alive. And I also want to say that if you are in Brisbane, you can come and see. Drumroll, please. Die Hard, the movie, the play. At the Brisbane Powerhouse this Christmas. So from the 12th to the 23rd of December, the small company that I run, Act React, is presenting Die Hard, the movie, the play, which has been written by Greg and Dan and me. That's right. This is an incestuous cesspit. Of podcasting and theatre and comedy. Yes, so we wrote the show. It is a loving homage to the uh, classic Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman Christmas movie, Die Hard. (laughs) And uh, it's at the Brisbane Powerhouse. You can search it up on actreact.com.au or just look up brisbanepowerhouse.org. Or just Google it. If you're in Brisbane, just Google Die Hard, the movie, the play. It'll turn up. And uh, I would love it if you came because that's what I've been doing uh, crazily in the background. So um, thank you so much to my patrons for um, their support. And thank you to everyone who comes along to the shows for your support. And thank you again, Stu and Greg, for uh, once again a fun night of podcast recording. Until next time, I suppose, we say bye, fam. No, yes, we don't. Yes, bye, fam. <laughs> Never. <laughs> oh, no, we have to, we have to mention, I have, one last, I have one last thing to say. Oh, I oh God, okay. I have one last it's, thing to it's, say. it's a mid-credits scene in the podcast. It's a mid-credits scene. The best thing to come out of this season of Doctor Who doesn't even come from Doctor Who. Go onto YouTube and type oh, in yes. Evil Dan, and and people are remixing Dan to be evil and <laughs> and and like bonking the Doctor on the head, like all what's the. What's the point of being head. alive? Like, what's the point of being alive? And and stealing soup from people and taking lollies from children. He's Evil Dan. He's the best. I I love every every Evil Dan video I can find, and it's just him walking people on the head and, and threatening them a lot and then laugh <laughs> as he like blows up an entire city it's it's insane whoever good. had that original idea it's just one of those strike gold moments because who thought of that because he's this very charming liver puddly and he loves yes, the city, he's he lovely the but now he's evil dan but it's it's um it's very similar to bully Maguire, which won't go into but spider-man evil toby Maguire, spider-man and someone remixed that into bully Maguire. <laughs> that's worth watching too but the evil dan the john bishop who plays dan has seen these evil dan yes. videos and started liking them and then promoting them going oh i wish that wish dan had done that sort of thing it's known it's a known thing <laughs> I'm all for Evil Dan. Thank you for that mid-credit sequence. I will... <laughs> Sorry, I just don't know how to get out of that. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. We will see you again next week for more Who's Raven On. Bye, fam. Bye.